Did Dairy Queen have us singing God Save the Queen? Or did it have us doing a naked walk of shame through the streets of Flea Bottom? Find out next on... Welcome back to another episode of Burn Appetit. I am your titular host. And before I introduce my two co-hosts, I would like to give a special shout out to some special listeners that we have all across the globe. We have listeners in Sweden, India, Belgium, South Korea, Japan. So hello to all you guys. Uh, Make sure you guys comment on our social media. Stop in, say hello. Um, We appreciate your support out there. Speaking of saying hello, why don't we say hello to my co-host from Three Beers and a Mic and Three Beers and an MCU, name still pending. Say hello, Dwayne and Scott. Hello, Dwayne and hey. Scott. Hey there. We really need to work on a catchphrase for you, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> you change it every week. You usually say hello, <laughs> say hello fellas, though. So. <laughs> oh, might have been my fault. It's fine. Guys, we have a special guest this week. I am very excited that she agreed to take time out of her busy schedule. She is owner and CEO of Food Fest Adventures. She's one of Columbus, Ohio's top food influences under the handle Midwest underscore Food Fest, which we will talk about that name. And a member of the exclusive group Columbus Food Bloggers. Please welcome to the show, Jordan Posner. Say hello, Jordan. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. I am very excited to have you here. I wanted to talk about your Instagram handle. But first, let's start with segment number one, which I like to call Pretty Woman. That is where we have you try on all the hats that I just talked about. You get to model them and show them off, and we're just going to mm. talk about you for a little bit. <laughs> okay. So let's... Start from the beginning. When did you decide you wanted to be a food blogger? So I started following a bunch of food Instagram accounts when I was in college, I think. And I actually was a really picky eater when I was younger. So everyone who knows me from back then is very shocked that I have (laughs) an Instagram account where I eat a bunch of food and try a bunch of things. But I just really liked following a bunch of food accounts and... When I was in college, I studied abroad in Italy, and I ate just the most amazing food, and I wanted to remember it forever, so I started taking pictures of everything that I was eating, and I just kind of posted them on my Instagram account, just my personal account, and it probably got annoying for people (laughs) to just see pictures of gelato and pizza and pasta and all this stuff. So that kind (laughs) of inspired me. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't bored of it. I (laughs) eat pizza like every other day when I was there. (laughs) But it just kind of inspired me a little bit to think about starting an account. But it wasn't until after college that I started my Instagram account. And I finally jumped in because I was just very nervous. I'm the type of person who doesn't do something until I'm like fully ready. So mm-hmm. I finally decided I was going to do it and I started it just for fun. And then now it's my, it's my job, which is pretty amazing. Awesome. Now you chose the name Midwest food fest. 
Yes. What made you decide to pigeonhole yourself into one region of the country? Yeah. Because I've seen you posting from Connecticut. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. That's Northeast Food Feast, not Midwest Food Fest. What's going on over here? My brother says that all the time. Um, so this is like a long time ago story. But I actually started the account with someone else. And she was living in Michigan at the time. And I was living in Ohio. So I was very nervous to start the account myself. And I asked her if she would do it with me. And Ner- we were both about what? That no one would yeah, like, like no your one would pictures like and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't so I I I had taken like photography classes in high school and I'm a pretty artsy person, but I did not know what I was doing at all. So I was nervous, like, oh my pictures aren't gonna be good or people won't like them. So I felt more comfortable doing it with someone else because then if it failed, like you could just laugh about it, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's where the name came from. And honestly, I've thought about changing it many times because I feel like too late. I know it's way too late. I have like, too late. I have a jean jacket that says Midwest <laughs> food fest on it. I'm, I'm, oh, no. <laughs> I'm stuck with it forever. <laughs> and I really do love the name, but sometimes I think that, Compared to other Columbus food bloggers, at least, I'm at a slight disadvantage because I don't have Columbus in my name. And I think that that helps a lot of people grow. But yeah. I really like the the rhyme, like the Midwest Food Fest, how it sounds. So well, you can always adjust it, you know, Southwest Food Fest. Yeah. You can mix it up. Southeast exactly. Food Feast. <laughs> yep. Um, I was going to ask you, what equipment did you start out with? Just my phone. Just phone camera? Yeah. And then um, the girl I started it with used this app that's very popular now, but it wasn't really back then. It was VSCO or Visco. Um, so it's just an editing app and you put filters on pictures. So she showed me how to use this app and we just edited all of our pictures and I've gone through and hidden some of them because they were really bad. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just took pictures of everything I ate. And she did the same. And yeah, from there, just kind of, you kind of start to figure out not only what people like, literally, they like it on on your Instagram. You know, you see pictures like, oh my gosh, this ice cream sundae with all this crap on it, people are obsessed with. And then you post Mm -hmm. a picture of like chicken nuggets and 30 people like it. You're like, all right, starting to learn a little bit. You learn like, the lighting and what yeah what works and what doesn't so it just lots and lots of practice so how else have you grown over the years now that you've become a professional <laughs> instagram influencer so some of the things just like having restaurants reach out to me that was pretty cool when they want to mm-hmm. have me come in and try their food, that kind of thing. Now it's living the dream. It that was honestly my number one goal when I started my account was <laughs> to have people give me free food. <laughs> and I tell people that I think I think Bernie's trying to live vicariously through you. So <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of funny. I I had just started dating my husband. I had been doing the account for probably like I don't know, not even a year yet. And at the beginning. It was just like, Jacob, you can't eat any of your food until I take pictures of it. And he was super cool about the whole thing when we first started dating. But 
now he gets to reap all the benefits. I mean, we get. He, I think he knew where it was going. I think he <laughs> he wanted in on the ground floor. Yeah, exactly. My parents <laughs> get very jealous. They're like, "You invite him to everything. You never take us to anything. We want to come to an event with you." <laughs> but so that's been really cool. Um, now it's a little bit more of a business rather than just having restaurants want me to come in and help promote things. Um, different brands will reach out and want me to take pictures of their product and post on my p- product and post on my page. And then some ways that I've been trying to grow a little bit, I'm currently taking a photography class It's called awesome. food, photography school. I just found it through some other food bloggers in the area that have taken it. And I've been taking it very slowly because we just got a new puppy and she takes up a lot of my time, (laughs) but it's really cool. It's all about obviously taking pictures of food and editing and, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like designing the way it looks composition. Yeah. Composition. That's, it's really cool. So I was going to say, it seems like you have a passion for, um, the photography side of it, not necessarily just the, uh, food side of it. Like, I'm all about the food side of it. I mm-hmm. couldn't give a shit what my picture looks like because <laughs> 30 people are going to like it anyway. <laughs> so I don't care. Do you drag, like, I've seen your, like, you will post, like, behind the scenes stuff mm-hmm. where someone will take a picture of you taking a picture and mm-hmm. you've got the whole setup. You have the little white sheet behind it to, yeah. for the lighting <laughs> and professional camera. Do you take that everywhere? Um. So that's actually, like, more of a new thing um, during the pandemic because we were just taking so many, I mean, everything we did was takeout. We weren't dining in any restaurants. So I really upgraded my photography situation. My mom and I made this, we took foam core and put contact paper on it to make it look like marble and wood. Um, And then when I'm at home, that's, I'll use that. And then my other part of my job is I run social media for a few restaurants in Columbus, and when I take pictures for them, I'll bring it with me, and I look like a crazy mm-hmm. person carrying all these poster boards into the restaurant or whatever, but it really, I don't know, I think it i think it makes a difference with um, the more professional yeah. kind of photography. I do, too. Uh, I It's a huge difference, especially when there's so many Columbus food bloggers, you mm-hmm. can you can tell the people that are serious about it and take like yeah. professional photos for their blog versus an idiot on an iPhone. Uh, like <laughs> some of my pictures, some of my pictures, I still use my phone. Like the, the iPhone's not a, too bad. Yeah. Especially the new ones. Like I have the 11 and if I, I don't know, I have a mirrorless camera, so it's much smaller than like a DSLR is. Yeah. So I can fit it in my purse and it is fine, but Sometimes I just don't bring it with me and I'll just snap a picture on my phone and edit it a little bit and it looks almost yeah. the same. <laughs> Interesting. You just I gotta just go, go portrait for... mode. Yep. <laughs> yep, portrait mode is a game changer. <laughs> Let's talk about the exclusive group, Columbus Food Bloggers. Um Dwayne and Scott, you guys probably don't know this group, but um, you know the beginning of um, the Da Vinci Code, where the little girl walks in on the the dad doing a ritual. It's like um, it's like that, yes. what? but with um, less orgies. I would say. Oh my god! So they're the, like the 
the, the Columbus is. food blogging group is like the Priory of Scion. Is what you're trying to say? Yeah. Uh, they also protect Mary Magdalene's bloodline too, I believe. That's uh, what okay. I heard. Okay. Uh, talk to us about the Columbus food bloggers group. So that started pretty close to around when I was starting my account. Um, a girl who lived in Charlotte moved to Columbus and they had a group called the Charlotte food bloggers and she really wanted to start it here. So she reached out to some local food bloggers and told us like, Hey, I really want to start this group. We did lots of events and um, really just helped the food community. That was our main goal. And I really want to start it here. So I'm one of the leaders of the group. Um, and the group has definitely changed a lot during the pandemic, but before the sure. pandemic, um, we were probably like at one point, probably having like one event per week where in the beginning we reached out to restaurants and kind of explained, you know, we're a group of all Columbus food bloggers. Our main goal is to help support the restaurant scene here in Columbus. We'd love to share about your restaurant on all of our pages because all of us have our own Instagram accounts. And then we have a joint account for the CBS uh-huh. food bloggers and, that's kind of how it started. And we would ask the restaurant to comp our meals in exchange for all the publicity we were going to give them. And then as time went on and more people learned about the group, they would start reaching out to us a little bit more. Um, so yeah, we would have all kinds of events and it is probably the number one way that I have made so many friends in the Columbus food community and I was talking cool. to someone the other day, like someone who works in the food industry in Columbus, and they're saying like, oh, this person, this person. I was like, oh, yeah, I know that person. I know that. And they're just like the connections that you've made during the – I mean, I've been doing this for like five years. It's kind of crazy how many people yeah. like you meet and connect with, and it's really how, it's really amazing. How many people are um, a part of the group? It fluctuates. I think right now it's about 50. 50. Oh my God. Yeah. So it's a big, big group. And we have some like rules and requirements to get in um, just based around like what you post on your page. Cause there's, we, well, the person who started it really wanted it to be like food focused. There's some bloggers in Columbus who post some food and post some fashion and lifestyle. And mm-hmm. she really wanted it to be all about the food. So I don't know where it's going to go after the pandemic because it's kind of been dead. For yeah. the last year, we haven't really done very well. We haven't done anything. Um, sometimes a restaurant or, some, or something would reach out to us and we would just extend the invitation to the group and say, go in on your own time or whatever. But we haven't had any events this entire year. So it's funny. I follow a whole bunch of people, a whole bunch of different people on Instagram from Columbus. And once I see one person posting about a restaurant, yeah. I'm just sitting there. Now I'm to the point where I'm like, all right, well, here comes my timeline because now they're all going to start posting from the yeah. same restaurant. Yeah. Um, so when we every single time when we first started, we tried to tell people to spread it out a little bit like we would all go to the same event. And sometimes depending on what we would just pretty much let the restaurant decide what they wanted. And sometimes mm-hmm. it would be the restaurant would say, OK, we want you to try these five new dishes on our menu or they'd say, try whatever you want. And then everyone would get something different. But 
the fun thing about dining out with other food bloggers is you don't have that awkward like oh I'm with my friends hey can I uh, take a picture of your really pretty meal and you're not Uh going to be able to eat it because I need to take 72 shots of it like everyone the entire time is taking pictures of everything so everyone's (laughs) standing up and walking around and Hey, I really like that. Can I take a, you don't even have to ask people to take a picture. Everyone's taking pictures of everything, but then you're right. Inevitably we all have the same photos. (laughs) So we would say like, Hey, try to spread it out a little bit, like wait a week and post. Yeah. But I think people just kind of forget about that. Like, and then sometimes for me, I'm like, Oh, I want to try to be like the first one to post about it. So then everyone everyone else. else. Yeah. But I never am (laughs) always late. (laughs) There's goddamn Columbus foodie girls, right? Yeah, beating you to the punch. Yep. <laughs> um, what advice would you have for newbies that want to start their own um, blog or try to be some sort of influencer on Instagram? It doesn't necessarily have to be food related, but so uh, this is kind of funny. I'm actually my cousin. She lives in Richmond, Virginia, and she texted me the other day and said, "Jordan, I want to start a food Instagram account." So I've been I've been helping her. Um, and she already has a thousand followers over a thousand followers. So I actually have some good practice with this. So I helped her (laughs) with, I think the biggest thing that helped me was first of all, just like a ton of practice taking pictures. I think your pictures on Instagram, especially are really what drives people to want to keep following you. Um, so some of the things I told her is, Always try to find that natural light. Flash is not your friend. <laughs> Brown okay. food is usually not your friend. <laughs> um, yeah, so natural light is a big thing when you're taking pictures. And then when you're on Instagram, it's a lot about creating that community. So following other food bloggers and commenting on their stuff or responding to their stories and making those connections. The same thing with when you first start, you're just posting whatever you're eating. So I told her that the Instagram stories are huge with growing your following and getting people to want to follow you a little bit more. Um, especially if you're comfortable on camera talking Mm -hmm. to the story, people just feel so much more connected to you. I think that's, that's a big thing. Um, and then, yeah, just like keeping active on your stories. And when you go to a restaurant, tag them and, comment on their stuff and interact with them and yeah i think that's those are the biggest things just working on that community because that's because once you have a community you have people that care about what you do and they want to do the same things or go to the same places that you talk about and that's really valuable to a restaurant yeah i don't follow a lot of like influencers Mm -hmm. as far as like you know like self-help people or exercise people or whatever <laughs> yeah. i just follow people that take cool pictures of food and see what shit they're eating for the week yeah um so yeah it it's pretty much all about the, the that's how i first get brought in is the pictures yeah because um, i mean you want something that looks appetizing if you look at someone's page and all their pictures are brown and mushy and gross you're like i don't i don't really care what you're eating it looks nasty <laughs> yeah and it's it's usually the way i find new restaurants and stuff too because yeah. you guys are always on it like even before they open up they'll have you guys come in and shoot pictures of stuff and then yeah. like i said all the people i follow on instagram are all posting about this new restaurant I'm like <laughs> damn it now i gotta go to this new restaurant I know. that's one of the coolest parts for sure getting to try things and know about stuff before 
other people do. Interesting. Um, let's talk about your business, Food Fest Adventures. When did you start? When did you start that part of it? So, in 2019, I just kind of was floating this idea around a little bit that I wanted to try to help businesses run their social media and do their Instagram accounts. And I just really had no clue. I mean, obviously I run, run my own account. I take all the pictures for that, but I didn't really know how to get into doing that for other businesses. So I started talking to a manager of a restaurant in Columbus that I had a good relationship with and I'd helped him a few times, um, just with different events and giveaways and he really appreciated what I did. I helped him sell tickets to events and that kind of thing on my page. And I asked him if I could just talk to him about what it's like for him to run the social media for the restaurant because their account was pretty small and he posted pretty infrequently. So I just kind of had a feeling that either he would be able to tell me like this sucks and I hate it and you shouldn't Uh do it or maybe he would say like, this sucks and I hate it. And I wish that you would do it for me. So I was just trying to learn a little bit about what it's like, because obviously I know how to do my own account, but a business, a restaurant where you have a limited menu and limited things that you can post about is obviously a little different. So I sat down to talk to him and he said, I absolutely hate running this account. I have so many other priorities and I just don't have time to do this account any justice. And Uh I wish someone else could do it. At the time, he was the manager of the restaurant, and it was owned by someone else who didn't really want to spend a lot of money. So it didn't end up working out, but he was about to start his own business. Um, It's called Six Wine Four, and he asked me to run their social media, and so I started doing that in 2019. Maybe, I think it was 2019, yeah. So um, his business is he wants to be the hub for all the different wine tastings and wine centric events that happen in Columbus. So instead of normally you would have to be a regular at a restaurant or be on their email list or walk by a sign somewhere in downtown Columbus to learn about a Uh wine tasting event, he was going to be the hub for all of them. So I started running their social media in 2019 and that was just kind of my taste of what it was like. And then the pandemic hit. <laughs> yeah. So his business was very screwed. <laughs> yeah. Um, during the pandemic. Is yeah. Not, well, at no first go. we're like, oh, it'll pass. It'll be fine. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. no, it did not, obviously. So he kind of pivoted yep. and is doing more private wine tasting and wine events himself now. Um, mm-hmm. So I was um, a fourth grade teacher at the time. And I finished out the school year and I was still helping him with his account. It wasn't, it wasn't that much work. It really still is not that much work just because it's such a small business. And then during the summer and when I wasn't working, I decided that I didn't want to go back to school because of COVID. I was going to have to teach in person and just yeah. I did not feel comfortable with that. So I was like, all right, I guess I'm just going to see what happens and try to make my Instagram. Cause I was, getting some sponsored posts by then um, where Uh like a business will pay me to post. So I was making a little bit 
here and there. And then I had him paying me and I thought, you know, maybe there are some other businesses that could use some help. And I want to say like less than a month after I decided this, I got an email from um, the owners of a ramen restaurant in the North Market, which is like a food hall kind of thing in Columbus. And they said, hey, Jordan, like we, we met you a while ago. I met them at some of the event, the owner of the restaurant. And they're like, we don't really know if you do this, but we're looking for someone to run our social media. Um, is this something that you would be interested in or you would think about doing? And I was like, holy crap. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, <laughs> it was just kind of dumb luck, honestly, that it just randomly, they, they remembered meeting me. They followed me on Instagram after they met and they really liked my pictures and my captions and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so they asked me and when I started with, um, the wine account, I just was kind of like, t- I was completely winging it. And then the, the ramen company approached me and they both are very professional. The wife who's the owner has an MBA from like Yale or something like that. So I was like, Oh my gosh, I need to, <laughs> I need to up my game a little bit. Yeah. So I like made this whole proposal a really professional and, um, yeah, so I started with them and they were about to open a new restaurant. So it was pretty awesome that I went from like this tiny little nothing to now I have three accounts. Um, yeah. so that was really amazing. And then my dad is, was a professor at OSU. So it's kind of crazy in the business school at OSU. There are so many people who have started food businesses in Columbus. Like there are five of them just off the top of my head. So one of them, one of his former students was opening a restaurant and my dad connected me with him. So I'm doing their account too. That's awesome. So just kind of like blew up out of nowhere. (laughs) Yeah. If I were running a restaurant, the social media stuff Mm -hmm. would be the last thing that I would have time for. Oh my gosh. None of them. I would gladly pay someone to do it. I would pay someone to run this fucking dumb (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my dumb Instagram account here. Uh, if it well, was worth it, it's not worth it. Yeah, I you do don't that. Want that. <laughs> I could take really great pictures for you. <laughs> we'll talk after. Um, what services? What other services do you offer restaurants and stuff? Whenever you make proposals to them. Um. So. I've done photography for a few places um, and they just want me to take pictures. They can use them on their website and stuff. And um, for the accounts that I run, I do all their pictures. I write all of their captions and copy and all that kind of stuff. But that's really my main focus right now is just Instagram. I was talking to someone and they were listing like 50 different social media pages. And I just don't really think that, um, some people understand how much work it is. It's a lot of work. Yeah. So they're like, oh, you should do this and this and this and this and this. And I'm like, um, how about just like these main things that will help you? And then we'll see how many hours it takes me to do that before we move on to like LinkedIn and Twitter. Yeah, and I've noticed a lot stuff. of social media accounts um, or networks or whatever mm-hmm. just don't seem worth it to put the time yeah. into it versus like Instagram, Twitter, even Facebook, like, I don't even think Facebook is the best route to go. I would do Instagram. Facebook, I think, is good for, like, events 
if that's if that's the kind of business that you have. And but, grandmas. Yeah. Well, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Old people. <laughs> but it's crazy to me how many restaurants just like you look them you look them up on Google and it just brings you to Facebook. Like there's so many places like yeah. that. Yeah. It drives me nuts when I try to go to a new restaurant's website. It just forwards me to Facebook. Yeah. They don't even you don't like, have your own you website. Find the menu? Yeah. That drives me crazy. I really want to see the menu before I go somewhere. And then when I can't find the menu, I get very, very upset. <laughs> yeah. I don't read someone's grandma talking to their yeah. grandson who works comment. at the restaurant. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I noticed under your um, services influencer events. And it yeah. says you use a database of local influencers and bloggers and you select the best ones for your clients. So <laughs> this, this website is more aspirational at this point than it is things I actually do. My phone seems <laughs> to be working. No, but... it's, I put it on there. That's something I would like to do. I mean, for my clients right now, um, for the ramen and then they have a sushi place, we're doing having an influencer come in every month for a giveaway. So, I mean, my network is just the people I've met through Instagram. I mean, we have the yeah. CBS food bloggers, obviously. And then um, I have been doing this for a while and I know who takes great pictures, who is reliable and is actually going to show yeah. up, who is going to get me a good return on my investment on my, time having them come in there and giving them the free food and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You get a sense of who is worth your time and who is not as much. Yeah. Just from meeting people and also, looking think, through their profiles and all that. I think the pandemic and stuff, um, once it's like fully done and everything's back to normal, I think all that kind of stuff will pick up naturally. Oh, yeah. People will start going well, back out to restaurants. You can hold events without having to worry about guidelines and all that stuff. Yeah, I'm hosting an event for one of my clients this week. Like a oh, regular yeah. back to normal food blogger event. I'm pretty excited. Really? That's yeah. Cool. And I, I'm actually kind of surprised I haven't because for a while, like I would get invited to a few things here and there and just ask them if I could do takeout instead of eating there. Mm -hmm. um, and I was very surprised that no one asked me that. But I think things are starting to get a little more back to normal in the restaurant world. Yeah. Um, Columbus wasn't even like fully shut down no. as much as a lot of other places. I mean, I was still eating at restaurants. I watched football games at Winking Lizard last fall. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, one. it was... Like, it, it was not a thing. They just put um, the plexiglass on the Which bar. Does nothing. Yeah. There was like four <laughs> seats across this like 30 foot uh, bar. And that's how they separated us. Yeah. And, but like I was still, I was still going watching football games and stuff. Um, yeah. Not, not the same as some other cities. I mean, some places no. I think still aren't even doing dine-in. No. Crazy. Yeah. Um, service bar doesn't, right? I think they're still. Oh, I, I mean, like some cities still don't have it. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. still. Or they just brought it back for the first time now. Yeah, I think California just, or at least LA, just started bringing people back in to yeah. actually sit. That's insane to me. Yeah. It's been like... Well, New York, too. New York City was... They didn't have any dine-in. They had just built all these things in the street and had people outside. Oh, uh, yeah, the little tents or whatever. Yeah, the, the, yeah like the, the igloos. That they have you sit <laughs> yes, outside. We dined in some oh, of those. My. They were pretty cool. 
They do. They look cool for like pictures and stuff. I'll give them that. Um, what is your favorite restaurants in Columbus? Let's go. We'll we'll split this up in categories because it's not okay. fair to yeah. That's really to not put fair. a fine dining versus like a <laughs> a seafood place. So do fine dining, like a casual place, mm-hmm. and then I don't know. Uh, Ethnic place. Okay. Like Indian, Um, African, whatever. Yes. I really appreciate you doing that because people ask me all the time what my favorite restaurant is. And in general, I'm not a very good decision maker. (laughs) And I, I mean, I get asked this question so often. I should have some answers prepared and I just, I just never do. So thank you for (laughs) giving me categories. That makes it a lot easier. Um, You're welcome. So fine dining. I would say the refectory. Okay. Um, we just went there the other day. It was amazing. But also, I've only been here once, but it was incredible. Veritas was so good. I've been just, there twice. Yeah, um, it is awesome. Yeah, I just we just loved it. Um, and then that's one of those um, like ten course places. Yeah, Dwayne. Yeah, they it was you, really like, cool. A little tiny dish, but they give you. 10 of them and it takes like two and a half hours to have a dinner and all that stuff. Just like crazy food that you would never normally eat. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, Casual. I don't know. That's like really hard. I mean, if I really want a burger, like that's my casual meal, I would go for the Pearl. They have one of my favorite burgers. Okay. And then what was, oh, like ethnic um yeah like not american food yeah um okay so my favorite indian place is called cinnamon and okay. it's in clintonville and it is a place that you should never eat inside <laughs> only get carry out it is and it's not like gross or anything but their carry out business is so overpowering that you sit there for like an hour waiting for your dine and food so just get carry out but they have okay. amazing 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 indian food like the best tandoori chicken i ever had um, and then my other favorite is King Euros in Whitehall. Okay. They have incredible Greek food. They make everything from scratch. Like some of the best Spanakopita I've ever had. Um, and then my friend who's a food blogger who's Greek, she approves of King Euros. So that's how you know it's really good when the Greeks are like, this is this is the good stuff. <laughs> Interesting. Let's go around the horn here and... Answer, what is your favorite um, type of cuisine, like, regionally? Like, Indian food is by far my favorite, hands down. If I could pick anything in the world to eat, I'm going Indian food. Skay, Italian, Mexican, Greek? Boy, that's a tough question. Um, Gun to your head, you have to answer this question. I have to pick one like one national, desert island national cuisine your you're on a desert island <laughs> and also someone has a gun to your head oh my god you to answer this question man indians a pretty good pick honestly it, it's there's such a wide variety of stuff you can get mm-hmm. you know the the sauces the spices are good um man some places even mix in noodles instead of having just rice with it. Yeah. Where they kind of do like a Chinese Indian hybrid. 
Indian's pretty good. Um, uh, if I had to pick another one, I'd probably pick Polish because I'm an old Polish boy. Eat my pierogies mm-hmm. and my halupkis and my halushkis, just you butter, like, onion, and whatever else. It doesn't matter. You like unseasoned potatoes. Mm. <laughs> uh, wait, well, you can make it like you can season it, for God's sake. <laughs> they don't season it. They fucking throw like onions in with it and call it and cheese and call it <laughs> flavoring. Hey, you never had my mother's pierogies then, bud. <laughs> Is your mom Mrs. T? No, no. Mrs. T wishes she made pierogies <laughs> like my mother. Uh, Dwayne, what is your favorite cuisine? I'm going to have to go Italian. I'm from the Northeast, and that, that, that's a big staple up there, actually. So go to the North End in Boston to get some of the best stuff. Italian food. Jordan. Yeah, I also pick Italian food. I grew up just like I only ate pasta pretty much. So I love pasta and pizza is my favorite food. So gotta go Italian. Are we considering pizza to be Italian? Well, I like the Neapolitan style pizza. So yes. Okay. You're one of those. That's my favorite kind. Yes. Like wood fired. That's the best. You're snooty about your pizza, huh? I'm snooty about like the New York slice. Oh, I do like the New York slice too. We had New Haven style pizza today. I saw. How was that? It was so good. (laughs) Um, they have you been to Taft Brewing? Yeah, but they didn't have pizza. They ran out. They ran out. We went on their like pre-opening night or something Uh, like that. I forgot you get invited to (laughs) to those events. How do they run out on the pre? I don't the the blogger. Actually, I do know. We went to another event first. We went there second, and they had run out of pizza. Uh, so it's your so fault. It was all for, it was yeah. It was completely our fault. <laughs> but they just reopened. They were closed for most of the pandemic. Interesting, Jordan. Well, I have a question for you. Um, yeah, came up on a, a different episode that we did. Are nachos a meal? Yes. Oh, that's a good question. They are. Oh, yeah. You consider we them have, a meal and not a snack? We have nachos for dinner all the time at my house. Yeah. Interesting. What do you put I mean, on but I would, also, I would also have it, like, as an appetizer somewhere, like, at a restaurant. Um, we put cheddar cheese, chicken with, like, taco seasoning or spices that are, like, taco seasoning. And then salsa, guacamole. And then... They have this sauce at Costco, this cilantro, like creamy cilantro sauce, and we mm-hmm. put that on top of it, and it's so good. But I actually just bought the cilantro sauce from Arpazo, and last time we put that on it, and it was amazing. And then Jacob likes to put onions, but I don't really like raw onions, so. Interesting. We might as well ask, too, does ketchup belong on hot dogs? Yes. We'll ask you all the. I know that's like a that's like a thing that people get upset about, but yeah, I, I eat ketchup. I'm very upset dogs. about this. Ketchup does not belong. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just love ketchup a lot. Ketchup is good. Um, and I don't like the other toppings that people put on. I don't like mustard. I don't like why? onions. Really, mustard is the number one in topping for a hot dog. I don't like mustard. Number two, relish. Someone just reached out to me and wanted me to post about mustard, and I was like, 
I appreciate it, but I don't eat mustard. I don't want to post about mustard. I don't Thank eat you. It. I'm not the only one. <laughs> Who, who's reaching out from the mustard business? I don't know. I can look it up if you want to know. French's out there. Try, please. It wasn't, it wasn't French's. It was some, they, they said it was going to be the best mustard of the summer. Let's see. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, this sounds very interesting, but I do not. Do mustards mustard. like do this you... summer only? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As soon as it oh, hits fall, it's it shit. It says meet summer... your meet your go-to mustard for summer. It's called. Why oh, would it's... that mustard taste different than another? I know there's like spicy mustard, brown mustard, and all that stuff, but wouldn't it's they all Mrs. just taste mustard? The same? I don't know. It's called Mrs. Mustard. But what happened to Miss? Uh, you know what happened to Mister Mustard? No clue. I don't really care that he much. Died either, from a candlestick like in the library. Oh yeah, that's from <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's from that came. That's funny. <laughs> All right. Uh, since we're doing food talk, we always ask our guests what their experience is with fast food, fast casual. I know your answer to this because I don't. I don't think people realize just how freaking busy and insane your schedule is. <laughs> it's every day you're posting from a restaurant. Well, or, or cooking your own meal. Or, yeah. I don't go out every day for a while. It felt like I was, but it seems like it. it's been a lot more calm. Um, sorry. I, I interrupted your question. Go ahead. <laughs> no, my question, just like, do you, ever I, I don't know why you would <laughs> waste your time but do you ever eat fast food fast casual i'm talking so, like chain stuff not like yeah. uh pizza cuchinova or whatever yeah so growing up i ate a ton of fast food i mean not a ton but i loved i love chicken nuggets and i always have um so that would be like a lunch that we would get quite often and whenever who makes your favorite nugget Wendy's. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I love their chicken nuggets. I haven't had Wendy's chicken nuggets in so long. I kind of want one. Um, Solid answer. <laughs> so, yeah, growing up, we ate like there was a Wendy's really close to our house. We had Wendy's pretty frequently. Sometimes my dad would go out to this plaza near our house and they have like five or six different fast food restaurants and he would pick up Arby's for him and my mom and then he would get. Wendy's for my brother and my sister, and then Taco Bell for me, all and for all for dinner. <laughs> so he's the um, original DoorDash. Yep, he was the original DoorDash. <laughs> we would like never get delivery growing up. He would always go pick everything up. But then, like as I started to get older, I didn't really eat as much fast food. Like in college, a little bit, just like if friends would want to go somewhere. Um, but now, Jacob hates fast food, so we never. Like we Jacob. very rarely will go get fast food. Um, well, yeah, like because his will. life is being invited to restaurants every day of his <laughs> he's life. He's so spoiled. <laughs> and eat for free. Of course, he's not going to pick. But fast he food. he grew up eating like Big Macs all the time too. So I don't know if that's why he doesn't really want it anymore. Yeah, just because I spoil the crap out of him and he gets to eat so much good food for me. <laughs> Man's living the dream. Um, but we really like we like a lot of fast casual places. Um, we eat Piata all the time um chipotle yeah. we lived across the street from chipotle at our old house Do you guys and... have a piata in houston Dwayne? it's like a, it's like a they call it italian but it's, i don't agree with that 
uh, it's kind of like a Chipotle where they kind of set it up and you like go through the line and pick it or whatever, right? Yeah, but it's like pasta and they have salads and then bowls you can get and bowls and wraps and all kinds of stuff. If we do, I haven't seen it here. It's pretty good. You're in Houston. Yeah. I think they might have some locations in Texas, but I don't know if they're in Houston or not. I don't know why I think that they do. It's it's very it's mostly in the Midwest, I think, but they have a few random ones. Maybe it's like in Dallas or something. I don't know, but yeah, we Could get be. a lot. Or Austin. Of, yeah, <laughs> we get a lot of piata. Um, and I did some work for them like a while ago. Just some they had this influencer program, and they gave me this gift card and it was made out of metal that had my instagram handle on the back of it. it was like the coolest thing i ever got oh, from awesome. a restaurant and they just kept filling it up over and over and over and over so i just a black amex card yeah they gave it to me in 2018 and i just ran out of it like three days ago <laughs> i've literally never paid for a piata since 2018 <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> so I don't know if that's part of the reason, but I, I actually really do like their food a lot. Um, but yeah, we mostly stick to. We try not to go to. Too, I mean, we don't really go to a lot of chains or anything like that. Um, do you still get uh, Pizza Cucinova? Are they, they thing? They closed by me. They closed. They closed all of them. They closed all of them. Oh, that's yeah, problem. it's like so disappointing. That was my. That's like a. Skay and Dwayne. That's like a. Blaze mod pizza, like the pizza's ready in like two minutes, kind of place, but better. Except, yeah, they had way better ingredients and yeah. they had their dough. I asked them a lot of questions about it. Um, mm. So they like had it rise in the fridge for like 72 hours. So it was just like that amazing crust. Um, I actually, this was before I started my Instagram account, they had a contest. This was, um, probably in like 2015 or something like that. They had a contest where they wanted you to take a picture of their pizza and then you submitted it on Instagram. And then if they picked your picture, you won free pizza for a year. And I won the, the pizza contest. <laughs> yeah. This is before I even had my Instagram account. I just like, you're making Bernie so jealous right now. <laughs> I'm angry. It was, it was amazing. They sent me like a $400 gift card. It was enough for one pizza a week for a year. It was the best. Did they restrict the you to one a ever. week or do they just say here's four hundred dollars? No, they just gave me a gift card. They just like said it oh, calculated man. out. So I would have ordered four hundred dollars <laughs> at one time. At one just, time. Just went I Scrooge just... McDucked it, right? <laughs> just dive right into it. Yeah, that was uh, that place was the best. It was the best. The um, Wizard of Zaw actually bought one of their pizza ovens for his pizza oven. Oh really? Mm -hmm. That's cool. Is yeah. he still Instagram only? Um, like for the wait list, yeah. I like think he doesn't, a... his actual place isn't open yet, right? Oh, no, it, it, it's open now. Oh, it is, yeah. Cool. This guy ran a pizza business, um, just on Instagram, like right when the pandemic started. I, I thought I was pretty early getting on the wait list, and it took eight or nine months for my turn to be to come up and get this pizza. That's crazy. It's uh, insane. Yeah. People were going was, nuts for it. He was cooking it out of his house. Yeah. Just like it's, in his kitchen. In his tiny little house. Yeah. And now, I, now he's in a legit pizza oven. But well, yeah. The big question, was it worth the wait? 
Uh, <laughs> it was really good pizza. Like I would go there. I wouldn't wait nine months for anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's pizza. I did it. It was really good. I would go there. Like now that he's open, if well, I'm in the area, I definitely go and get it. You can't do that. It's still not. You can't walk in and order. You have to order online. And now I think it's back up to like two months or something. Well, whenever it settles down, if it ever settles down, I, I mean, know. the dude, insane. He hit a uh, gold mine. Yeah. Uh, it's a really good pizza. Yeah. But it's very unique for Columbus, too. We don't have anything like it. Yeah, Columbus. it's like a Detroit style. On focaccia. Yeah, it's like Detroit ish. He would say it's not Detroit style pizza. <laughs> don't want to offend him if he's listening. <laughs> um, so let's get into the restaurant that you picked this week, Dairy Queen. Why did you pick Dairy <laughs> Queen? Honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> okay, I really wanted to do Steak and Shake, mm-hmm. and there wasn't a somebody steak and doesn't shake. have one, Dwayne. Yeah. Dwayne, come on, always ruining really, everything. I love milkshakes so much. Um, and because Bernie was talking to me about you guys had five guys and there's milkshakes there, and I was like, oh my gosh, I really want a milkshake. Steak and Shake. And also, I love, like, my family is, like, obsessed with Steak and Shake. I was a camp counselor, and the camp that we worked at was, like, in the middle of nowhere. And you would drive out of the camp, and the first thing you came to was a Steak and Shake. So, like, every single week, we would go to Steak and Shake <laughs> after camp. Skay's a, big, like, yeah, Skay's a big Steak and Shake per- person. I do like Steak and Shake. I, when I moved to Greensburg here, it's, we had one, and I had never had it. and. <laughs> Yeah, it's really good. So good. Um, so that was sad. And then I was just thinking about other places I could eat ice cream. So Terry Queen. <laughs> but <laughs> I've never really had their food before. Yeah, that's what you said. You said you had never had their food their food food. Their yeah. Um uh, what do they call it? Hot eats, cool treats. You haven't yeah. had the hot eats. <laughs> never had <laughs> the, the hot cool eats. treats. Like maybe one time when I was way younger, but I I honestly doubt it. So I feel well, like we would have just gone somewhere else I and then went to, to get ice cream. Yeah, I hate to give spoilers, but you are not missing out on much. Was... Um, <laughs> oh, man. Let's go around the horn and <laughs> it will not be the worst meal that we have on this show. Trust me. <laughs> let's go around the horn and talk about what we all ordered and then um, tell us if you liked it, giving us a chef's kiss, a kumsi kumsa. Or a chef's diss. And this week's chef's diss sound will be from Game of Thrones. You just have to yell shame and then pretend like you're ringing a bell. You could make the bell sounds too. It helps with this audio medium. <laughs> if you actually make the bell sound. <laughs> so shame! Like... Ding, ding! Shame! Ding, ding! Just like that. Jordan, you are a guest, so you get to go first. What item did you have us get so whenever i go to dairy queen i always get the most chocolatey thing i can find so they have a chocolate explosion or i think that's what it's called chocolate brownie explosion maybe chocolate brownie extreme i don't know um and that normally comes with vanilla ice cream but i get it with chocolate ice cream because i love chocolate so it has like brownie bits and chocolate chips and it's so good so do I rate it now? Yeah. Do you give, I give it, it a I give it a chef's, chef's kiss? Chef's, chef's kiss. kiss. 
Uh, Dwayne, what did you think of the uh, what what is it called? Chocolate ex- extreme choco. It's the chocolate brownie extreme blizzard. Yes. Okay, chocolate brownie extreme blizzard. So good. What were your thoughts on that, Dwayne? I mean, it's chocolate ice cream with chocolate. Like, can you go mm. wrong? Unless you don't like chocolate, I guess. But I mean, yeah. If you if you aren't a chocolate fan, <laughs> you are in trouble with this fucking thing because it is all chocolate. Yeah, chef's kiss. I'd probably give a chef kiss to any blizzard on the menu, though. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, so I'm the guy who doesn't like chocolate on chocolate on chocolate oh, everything. Sorry. <laughs> no, it, it, this actually, I was a little bit more nervous going to order this. I actually got it today. I was eating it just kind of before we started here, and while we were recording too. But the audience doesn't have to know that. <laughs> Um, but it was, they do now. (laughs) Well, yeah. Um, it was better than I expected. Um, I, I'll give it a chef's kiss too. It wasn't as super chocolatey as I was afraid it would be. So it, it qualifies as chef's kiss for me. It was good. Okay. Um, for me, this was too extreme. (laughs) It was too much chocolate. It was so much chocolate. It was so much chocolate. This is like serial killer level amounts of chocolate in, oh in one item. Uh, what's the what's the guy's name who would dress like a clown? The serial killer? Made John Wayne Gacy. So you're thinking of? Uh, I'm thinking of William H. Macy. I think it's William H. Macy. Yes. Yeah, um, that's it. That said, it's still Blizzard, and Blizzards are amazing. So I didn't hate it, but it is so much chocolate. <laughs> it's so much chocolate. Um, they just had um, like a special, I don't know if it was a monthly thing, but they have, you know those iced um, animal crackers, the like the cookies, mm-hmm. the pink and white ones? Mm-hmm. They had a Blizzard of those, and I got that last year. And it was the best blizzard I've ever had. And then I was just too lazy to go. Um, I went to the one in Sunbury, Ohio, which is north of Westerville, where I live. Um, because the downtown Westerville location is horrendous. Fucking hate that place. Um, just too lazy to drive up there and get it. But that blizzard was awesome. This chocolate one, chef's kiss, though. Still giving it a chef's kiss. It's a bl- Blizzards are You amazing. can't go wrong. <laughs> and then, but I will say... The lady running the drive-through was like ninety years old. Oh my god! And her little upside-down thing with the blizzard—a little slow. She, she half-assed it. No, she she did like a sideways thing. Oh. Like, oh. Well, when I went through the drive-through, they gave me my food and then were like, "Okay, thank you." And I was like, "I ordered ice cream," and she tried to just like send me off without both of my ice creams, so she didn't even hold it upside down for me. She just like handed it to me and ran away. I had an interesting experience. <laughs> I'll tell you more about uh, it later. <laughs> I also had an interesting experience <laughs> that I will tell you about later. Let's get into it now. Skay, what was your item for us? So I picked my favorite item on the DQ menu, the chicken strip basket. Um, now, in the past, when I've had chicken strip basket, it's always come with the chicken strips, fries, Texas toast, 
And I always get, they have like a pepper gravy, like a sausage gravy. That's the shit I'm talking about right there. That's sausage gravy from Dairy Queen. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Did you, oh man, if you didn't get the gravy, then your review of this it's, item is invalid. I don't, think it's, I don't think it's a sausage gravy. It's just a white gravy. Well, white gravy, I kind of associate that with Oh, more it's like a white biscuits. gravy? Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. That's a- yeah, that's what I it's got. It's like too. a pepper. It's not really a sausage gravy. It's more like a pepper gravy. It's a white, creamy gravy. Just like if you got like chicken fried steak. It's yeah, right. yeah. Sauce. yeah. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, I got it, and now they offer some kind of six dollar meal deal for that, where I got chicken strips, fries, the gravy, but it also came with a drink and a, a hot fudge sundae instead of the Texas toast. So, oh. yeah, yeah, it was kind of. It's a bad so trade off. I went back today and I saw they have like other little chicken bites or something now that you can get with the fries and Texas toast and gravy and all the shit. Should have got that. Um, <laughs> this new version without up, the man? toast it wasn't my favorite. Still a chef's kiss because of the gravy. The gravy makes it. That's insane. Dwayne, you go next. So, like Jordan, I've only had ice cream at Dairy Queen up to this point. <laughs> this yep. is my first time having actual <laughs> food. Um, please, please refer to it as hot eats. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> the hot eats. There you go. Um, yeah, I mean, it was fried chicken with some gravy. I got. I got gravy. I got the toast. I got everything. I mean, maybe it's a Texas thing. I think they've they're from down here somewhere. Do, do you just call it toast in in Texas? <laughs> yeah, it's just toast, and it is toast. It's not the giant toast. It was just a regular piece of toast. <laughs> a shitty white piece of toast. Yeah, I think I took a bite of it. I was like, yeah, I don't need this. <laughs> but uh, overall, I'll give it a chef's kiss. French fries were pretty Man. good. The the gravy was. The gravy does kind of make it. I mean, other than that, it's just a chicken strip. This is wild. This is six chef's kisses in a row yeah. from Dairy Queen. I have a feeling that's going to change. <laughs> Jordan, tell wow. them about your experience with so, the tender basket. I pull up to the Dairy Queen, and the line was super long, which was alarming because it was like 530. So all these people are definitely coming here for food, which was just kind of scary. Um, and I pulled up to the little thing where they have the menu and there was a sign taped over the menu and it said, due to the chicken shortage, we have no chicken. <laughs> so oh, I didn't no. get to try the chicken. Oh um, no. Yeah. So, so I decided in the drive through that I would make chicken at home, like fried, I, we have like from Costco, just like breaded chicken breast. Um, and then I asked for a side of gravy. Um, so I tried the gravy and, um, I did not like it. (laughs) I would describe it as warm. Yes. That sounds accurate. As, as gravy normally is. Well, no, it just like tasted warm with a little bit of salt. What does that (laughs) That mean? It didn't really have much of a taste. Um, (laughs) maybe we got a bad batch of gravy. Um, so <laughs> for that reason, I have to go chef's diss, and I don't know, I don't know how to do the noise. Shame, 
Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> That's probably not very good, but... Perfect. I'll edit, I'll edit in some bells, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so, I... She told me this, and I was planning on going the next day. So I was like, oh, shit. I need to go somewhere where maybe we don't have this chicken shortage problem, which I feel mostly responsible for because I have been going nuts on the chicken in Columbus. It's all your fault, man. Uh, so I went up to Sunbury, which is super, super small town north of Westerville, middle of like farmland stuff. I was like, all right. If anywhere's going to have chicken, it's this place. Pull up. Taped on the drive through menu. No chicken because of the chicken, chicken shortage. shortage. So I, too, could not get the chicken tender basket. I didn't go the route of ordering gravy or anything. I instead ordered the flame grilled burger with bacon. <laughs> it was fucking terrible. It was awful. Oh, really? It was the oh, wow. shittiest bacon I've ever seen in my life. It was so thin and limpy and it almost looked like it was like transparent like i could like see through it it was like like you would hold it up and it'd just be up <laughs> it, it was not good it was not good at all the majority of the cheese was stuck on the wrapper the, uh, after steak I strips it instead the what they have a steak it's like it's just like the chicken basket but it's steak like uh you know i thought you said snake i didn't what? i thought you said snake too i was like, <laughs> it's like they have snake <laughs> I've had steak. rattlesnake sausage here in Columbus. I might as well. Steak strips. Oh snake tenders. What part of it's the like snake is the steak, tender basically. from? I don't, I don't remember seeing that on the menu. Um, that must be a Texas thing, Dwayne. Could be. Yeah, so I, I didn't get to try the chicken. So that's an automatic chef's diss. Shame! Ding, ding. <laughs> Shame. Ding ding. It's a powerful shame with the, the weak thing. <laughs> oh. What are you guys doing in Ohio that there's no chicken in the whole state? What the hell's going on? I don't know. I just I've came from a birthday party where we're eating chicken wings. So I mean <laughs> I've been reviewing too many chicken sandwiches, Skay. I'm sorry. <laughs> They're like, oh god damn it, burn appetites here. He's going to ruin our business. Get this man some chicken. <laughs> uh, I had another dessert, so we will do the other hot eat before we close it out on the dessert. Uh, Dwayne. I forgot whose turn it was. Dwayne, <laughs> what was your item? I, I didn't even know this was a thing, but I, I believe they called it the queso and bacon fries, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I ordered, and they're like, uh we, I, I could put nacho cheese and some bacon on it. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what that my menu item is. Uh, I try, I, a lot of cheese on mine. I don't know about you guys. Uh, very little bacon. Cheese was very salty. I'm guessing it was from a bag. So I'll go kumsi kumsa just because, uh, my daughter ate what I did. I took a few bites. I was like, I'm good. I got it. And my daughter ate the rest. She's like, oh, this is really good. <laughs> so, yeah. Comes and comes I, I will go next. These fries, if you look at their menu, it's not under like a side. 
you have to go in under like the four dollar something or other or buy one get uh, some sort of whatever their meal combos are that's where you'll find this item i don't know why they do it like that but because they did it like that i got the pretzel sticks mm. <laughs> and and the bacon cheese fries um i almost went for the pretzel sticks their fries are pretty good for fast food fries uh the queso was bottom tier queso it was so <laughs> gross the bacon is so bad but I gotta say, put them all together, not so bad. Um, I can't give it a chef's. I kumsi kumsa. I cannot give it a chef's kiss. I have integrity. Um, kumsi kumsa. Pretzel sticks. Uh, don't get them either. They they're frozen pretzel sticks, and then you just get a cup of the disgusting queso with it. <laughs> yeah, just uh, don't get that, Jordan. What are your thoughts on the bacon queso fries? So personally, I really only like fries that have um, ketchup on them. <laughs> so this was not my favorite thing. <laughs> they were very, very, very soggy. <laughs> mm. And honestly, um, the queso tasted a little bit like mayonnaise. <laughs> with like a lot of salt in it <laughs> oh my it was very salty it was very salty and it looked like mayonnaise too it just looked like they were coated in mayonnaise and topped with weird bacon so and the, <laughs> they were just really wet <laughs> so I was not a fan mm. um, <laughs> yeah so not a fan so I would have to go chef's dis again shame ding ding <laughs> all right so dairy queen, harsh judge <laughs> yeah first first ever hot eats from dairy queen is not going so good i'm not going back for those i'll okay. stick to the stick to the blizzards okay <laughs> bacon cheese fries well um they didn't have the bacon queso fries at my dairy queen <laughs> Uh, I yeah, tried to order nacho cheese and bacon. It's a... I I tried to order them. I was thinking about going back and maybe getting an order of fries and like a side of queso and maybe going home and making some bacon or something. But I said fuck it and I just got the pretzel sticks with the queso just so I could try the queso. <laughs> Not, I mean, they were all right. The queso was like bottom tier queso. Yeah. It was not. I was expecting like. I don't know. The queso I've had has some had had some like chunks in it, jalapeno or something in it. That had mm. nothing. It, it had none of that. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna have to go chef's diss on this. They didn't it's have. Auto. You didn't get it. it. You got to auto chef's diss. Yeah, it's got to be shame. Ding ding. Shame. Ding ding. You're a little slow on the wrist for the build. <laughs> well, you, it's it's a slow rhythm. <laughs> okay, perfect. All right, that leaves me to go last. I got the cherry dilly bar. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I cheated a little bit on this. I got the kids' uh, cherry dilly bar because I got um, my daughter a hot dog kids meal from there. Which she loved, by the way. She loved this hot dog. I would not eat the hot dog, but she loved it. <laughs> um, so it was just like a miniature version of a cherry dilly bar. 
Dilly bars are nostalgia for me. My grandpa loved Dilly bars. We would always have Dilly bars with him. Cherry was always my favorite flavor of them. If you pick butterscotch, you are the world's worst person. It is gross. Cherry all the way. Big time chef's kiss. My kids freaking... I took like two bites of it, and then my kids destroyed the rest of it. They love this dilly bar. Uh, it's great. Their ice cream at Dairy Queen is great. Just stick to the cool treats at Dairy Queen. <laughs> like Dairy Queen, get rid of your hot eats. No one goes to you for hot eats. What are you doing? It's so bad. Just Apparently, people do. do. There's a super long line at five thirty. Who eats ice cream That's at five thirty? People don't. That is insane. They're getting dinner. No. Chef's kiss. Dwayne, why don't you tell us your story around the Dilly Bars? I I didn't even know what it was. Never heard of it. <laughs> How do you not know what it, I feel like that's like an iconic Dairy Queen item. Every Dairy Queen before this I've ever been to, before I moved to Texas, was a little walk-up window. And you just mm-hmm. got an ice cream usually. You know, they didn't have a big freezer full of cakes and all that crap. So uh, my first time. I have to say I liked it. The cherry the cherry flavor is actually really like it's a good cherry flavor. Yeah. I did want to try the butterscotch because I love butterscotch, even though you're dissing it. No. Uh no, I love like I like butterscotch, so I probably like it. Of course you do, because you're like fucking eighty years old. You have them in your pocket. <laughs> uh I actually bought two boxes of them to the birthday party I just went to and left them there, so I, like, I had to try like one. Santa Claus passing out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Chef's Kiss. It was, it was really good. Again, Jordan, you, you can't go wrong with the ice cream. Mm-mm. Jordan. Um. Well, my Dairy Queen sucked, and they didn't have them, <laughs> so I didn't get to try the cherry <laughs> oh my deli bar. God. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, um, I. I think we're gonna have to do a part two. <laughs> Where I actually try the food instead of just <laughs> random stuff. Um, so yeah, I got a chocolate dilly bar and it was good. I'm I will admit that I'm a bit of a chocolate snob. So I was just looking at the package and it was like not real chocolate. So then I wasn't really into it as much anymore. That when I found out that it was like artificially flavored chocolate. Um which I'm sure the ice cream is also artificially flavored, but I still ate the ice cream and was happy about it. But yeah, I think it's a day, theme that everything on the menu is artificially yeah. flavored. The other day, I had a pint slice from Ben and Jerry's, and that has real chocolate on it. And just having those two things very close to each other, it's mm. a very stark contrast. <laughs> having I'm something sure. covered in real chocolate versus like the fake shell um so i didn't even get to try it so that i just have to do an automatic chef's diss man so shame ding ding <laughs> <laughs> the cherry's good though it's super fake cherry flavor but yeah i don't think i'm ever it, gonna try it works it. sorry <laughs> i'm probably never gonna eat that <laughs> okay um so i think this was also my first dilly bar i ever had it's always insane just to me Always just got blizzards in the past, you know? Yeah. DQ, blizzard. Um, but I was surprised. I was surprised the cherry dilly bar was pretty good. 
Um, I'm like Dwayne. I didn't know butterscotch was an option either. I would really like to try the butterscotch one. I bet you that some bitch What's is wrong good. with you. <laughs> butterscotch is good. Come on. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Chef's kiss and bite of the night for me. Oh, bite of the night. Yeah. oh yeah, I forgot bite of the, bite of the night. It's my bite of the night too. <laughs> Jordan, you obviously didn't have a bite of the night. What do you and mean? The blizzard. The, the blizzard. blizzard. Hell yeah. Mine's You're gonna give that bite. Of the, you don't have to assign a bite of the night if it wasn't. I'm like deserving I, of it. Well, I love that blizzard. I eat it all the time. Okay. So. All right, bite of the night for the blizzard. Dwayne, what was your bite of the night? Uh, I will give the blizzard my bite of the night. All right, right down the middle. So that kind of. Shows us we should only eat ice cream at Dairy Queen. Yeah, <laughs> sure. um, I'm surprised, Bernie. You didn't like your burger at all. I- I'm shocked by that. I had was... just like, I had a cheeseburger that came with the pretzels. It was like a two for four or whatever. Yeah, and I, I think their burgers are actually pretty decent. I like their burger better than Five Guys burgers. You're insane. <laughs> I don't play. I'm reconsidering having you on this show if you're going to have this. <laughs> That's insane. And I don't even like Five Guys Burgers. Uh, Well, that just leaves us two more things to do. Let's go around the horn and rank Dairy Queen out of 10. Jordan, as our guest. Overall. Overall. Overall experience. Is 10 the best or the worst? No. uh, All scales, 10. 1 to 10. 10's always the worst. So... (laughs) That. <laughs> yes, uh, ten would be the best. Sure. One would I'm be the worst. I'm tired. <laughs> um, okay, like everything I ate uh... in the service, uh, the whole, oh, the whole deal, the whole experience. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> do like a four. <laughs> it was not a great experience. Four isn't bad so far on the show. <laughs> oh, okay. Then maybe I should go lower. Maybe I'll go like three. <laughs> yeah, we've had quite a few fours and. They were better than this place. <laughs> Two? <laughs> uh, I don't want to influence. No, You're the influencer. Go. You you yeah. tell me. I'll influence you. Yeah, I mean, probably like a two or a three. Okay. okay. 2.5. There you go, right down the middle. Um, Man, this is tough. Because I, I enjoy the stuff. But yeah, it's just not a place that I'm going to go very often. Uh wow. Four point eight seven five. Four and seven eighths. Um, okay. Just not not great. The the dilly bar surprised me. Like I was surprised that I enjoyed that so much. Chicken strip basket didn't have the toast, which pissed me off. They didn't have the queso bacon fries. <laughs> it just it left a lot to be desired over there. No. Dwayne? Yeah, I think I'm going to go like a 4.13. Just because the ice cream, if if it was just ice cream, it'd probably be a lot higher. But overall, I mean, my service, all that stuff was fine. I had no problem with that. But I'm not eating the hot, whatever you called it. <laughs> hot <laughs> eats. Hot, hot eats. Yeah. I'm just um, going ice cream from now on. Yeah. Uh, Dairy Queen, get rid of your hot eats menu. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your customers' time. It's all garbage here. 
for some cool treats. So where's that, baby? I oh my god, I could give their cool treat side of it an eight, but their hot eat side of it is like a two. And this place is not deserving of the average of the two of those. No, not at all. <clears throat> I gotta, I gotta go with a four. I gotta give it a four, and the four is highly weighed towards the blizzards and the dilly bars. Like that is saving you from from one. Place <laughs> one. Uh, well, that about does it for our episode on Dairy Queen. That just gives us one more segment left to do, and that is a segment I like to call plugs. So, Jordan. This is your time to shine. Plug away everything you got going on in your life. All right. So you should make sure that you follow me on Instagram. I'm Midwest underscore food fest. And then if you want to support me even more, you can follow the Instagram accounts that I run. So I run Camelot Cellars, Satori Ramen Bar, um, Kintsugi Sushi Bar, and Six Wine Four. So those are the businesses that I help with their Instagram account. So if you could support them, that'd be really awesome too. We will have links uh, in the episode description to all of that stuff. So you can just click it. Anything else? I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Make sure you guys check out crossthestreamsmedia.com where you can find every episode of this podcast and all our sister podcasts, Three Beers and a Mic, Movie Gap, Dan Aykroyd podcast, uh, Four Dorksmen, Secondary Heroes, Charles Bronson, Front Row Negative, and Burt Reynolds, Front Row Negative, and the new one, Dwayne, The Art of Boar. The Art of Boar. Um, there's also links to all our social media on that website. All one stop shop place to find all of our stuff. Jordan, thank you so much for joining us. And yeah, thank you for time having out me. Of- your busy eating schedule to fit in some <laughs> horrific Dairy Queen. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, thank you so much. This is awesome. All right, Skay. Take us out, buddy. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> you do this every just week, like, Skay. Just like all the cool treats at Dairy Queen, my brain froze there for a second. Uh, this was Burn Appetit's review of Dairy Queen, a Cross the Streams Media Network podcast.
This has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast.